This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, Chris, now that hockey season, my hockey season at least, is over, I'm focusing one <laughs> thousand percent. for months. Don't feel bad, buddy. Mine's been over for months. Go ahead. One thousand percent on my beloved New York Giants. Uh, the Rangers are sort of my mistress, whereas the Giants are my wife. Um, I will say this to Rob Cosis, uh, class act you are, buddy, sending that direct message right after the game. Rob is a big Tampa Lightning fan. I did not respond because I figured I'd respond here. Plus, I missed the refresh, message, my friend. I missed that. What is? I deleted it immediately because I was such what a bad dude. What, hey, what you know, it? great series. Rangers are great. Blah blah blah. You know, oh, okay. nice, very nice, very right. very humble in victory. So Rob, unlike you, Ranger fans, he was very humble. And uh, well, I, I can't speak for my brethren. Yeah, yeah, I'm humble. No, no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. But, uh, no, I didn't Rob, see that. But Rob, Rob's a good dude. Yeah, I saw. I did see Rob tweet. You know, go Lightning and have a great series, Jerry. And you yeah. know, I guess he, I gather he lives down in Florida. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. But Rob, uh, Rob, you're now down one game to none in the Stanley Cup, which doesn't really mean much to Tampa, as you know. Him. <laughs> it seems like they enjoy being down so they can regroup and do their thing. So uh, yeah. that should be a great Stanley Cup. But, yeah, Jerry, great run by your hockey team, bro. Um, but, you know, Tampa's Tampa's, Tampa's Tampa, Tampa, and they kind of show why they were Tampa there at the end. But, yep. um, yeah, so, Jerry, uh, you know, we're in a little bit of a dead period now, you know, in between. Uh, at least the Giants, a lot of teams have their mini camp going on right now. I think the Jets are wrapping theirs up. A lot of teams have. Yeah. But the Giants have been done for a week, and they'll be done. They'll be, you know, in a dead period until the end of July. But Jerry, I want to talk a little bit about the offense. I see a lot of people tweeting at us, and you know, a lot of football talk about, yeah, well, what's Dable going to do? Is Daniel going to light it up? Is Daniel going to be free to do whatever the hell he wants? I, I don't, whatever that means, you know. So, but I'm going to talk about one guy. I'm, we're going to talk about the wide receiver position a little bit. So, watching Buffalo over the years. The last, especially I should say the last two years, Jerry, mm-hmm. watching a lot of them. When they got Stephon Diggs, okay, um, obviously that was the page turner for Josh Allen, all right? right? Josh Allen has been phenomenal since they acquired, and I'm saying it's old, Stephon Diggs, but Diggs has been unbelievable for them, especially two years ago. Sure. He, he was even better. Why? Well, one thing about Diggs, he's a very good route runner. Two, he gets separation, okay? Mm-hmm. And Dable got him the ball. Josh Allen got him the ball. He was the focal point. So that's going to lead me to, so I looked at the Giants roster, Jerry, and I said, at the receiver position, and I said, who the hell is on this that somewhat fits that Diggs category? Now, I'm not comparing the receivers. All I'm saying is, who could get off, who could get off that slot? Who could get on even that outside? Who could get the separation? Who could get the yak after the ball? Things that Diggs did, things that Cole Beasley did up in Buffalo out of the slot, okay, that they focused on, and Josh Allen got them the ball. And I looked at it, Jerry, and I'm gonna. this is going to be my prediction now. Now, folks, by the way, Chris and I talked for about 15 minutes before this started, and mm-hmm. he said he was going to talk about this. I do not know the name of who he's going to say. So Right. So this is going to be my top receiver for the Giants by far, mm-hmm. okay? And that's gonna be that's gonna be Kadarius Tony Jerry. Chris, are you crazy? You can't stay healthy. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's obviously we're assuming this is year two. He's gonna be healthy. None of the you know, none of the other stuff is gonna be there. All right. Jerry, I looked at these receivers and I said, Well, give me a Diggs type guy. Now I'm not comparing them, of course. Diggs is a pro bowler, Diggs is the, right. you know, hundred catches, years, all mm-hmm. that crap, right? So we know that. Yeah. But I looked at Kadarius Tony and I look at him and I say, Well, there's a guy that's gonna be our number one guy this year. Galde does certain things, but he's not a big separation guy, Jerry. Right. As we know. He's not a big separation guy, but he could do other things. Okay? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Galde's, you know, tomato. He's not. We know that. But Kadarius is that Brian Dable guy that's gonna line up the outside, he's gonna line up at that slot a lot. And he's going to get in that space, and he's going to get that. As he flashed, right, Jerry, when he was healthy last year, we all know what he did in that Dallas game when he was healthy, right? Right. He right. was destroying Mr. Deion Sanders Part 2 right. digs, right? Right. right. Everybody thinks he's Deion Sanders Part 2, although he's not. Okay, but, you know, 
Javon Diggs, right? He was destroying him, destroying him. He had, I remember that one route, Diggs went one way, and Kadarius did an out, if I remember right. Yes. Oh, Kadarius did no this. Idea. Yeah, he had, Diggs had no idea where the hell he was going. No idea where he was. Jerry, I look at it, and I said, you know what? Kadarius is going to be our guy. Big time this year under this Brian Dable offense and Daniel. Okay? Watch Kadarius Tony. I know we all know his talent. We all know it. I know there's other outside factors people are concerned about. I get it. I know that. Dude, remember I said this. It's now June, whatever the hell we're in. 16th. Kadarius Tony, folks, is going to have a monster year, and he's going to be the number one guy for the Giants this year in this offense in Dable. And I'm going to give you another guy that's going to have really good numbers, and that's going to be our number two draft draft pick, Jerry, Wondell Robinson, because he is like that another guy from that slot who could go on the outside a little bit. He's going to go in that slot, and he's going to get in that space, and that's what Dable likes. And I can see it in the OTAs. I can see it in the minicamp. What they're doing, Jerry Robinson's a kid, rookie. He's going to have to get it. He's going to have to learn it. But, dude, I'm telling you, this is my opinion. This is the way I'm going to see it. Uh, I see it. I think this is going to way it's going to play out. Kadarius Tony is going to be our number one guy by far. Go. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, in the small sample size that we saw of him last year, he got us all excited. I mean, I think... I believe his first game was Atlanta, if I'm not correct. Where he got significant. I'm sorry. No, his first game was in Washington. They did some kind of stupid end around to him. I think he lost yards or something. It was right. a bad play. But when we saw him in Atlanta, against Atlanta at home, it was, right. wow, this kid may have some talent. It was not staying healthy. The, the way it started with the shoe um, and then the injury and then COVID. It just, it, he never really got going. And then when he finally did get going, we were like, oh, wow, you know, this is why we drafted this kid. And then he couldn't stay healthy, and then some other things, blah, blah, blah. Then he got hurt. Yeah. Right, right. But it, I'm not that – I mean, based on the fact that, like you said, Galladay doesn't get the separation, and that's not going to improve with age, unfortunately. He's <laughs> no. not all of a sudden going to be start separating um, better from, from cornerbacks. Shepard, you know, I don't know. Who knows when he's going to actually be on the field. Um, yeah, it's, it's not that surprising. It's just a matter of – I think the way you're talking about it, I'm a little surprised with monster year type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out, Jay. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, bro. Hey, I, yeah. I, I hope you are right. Uh, and and look, Shane obviously likes him. Made it very clear in press conferences he wants to keep the guy. Um, so, dude, I hope you're right. I, I just, mm-hmm. it's all about staying healthy, and his commitment to football, which. I don't know why people question, but it is what it is. It's just out there. I, I, don't, I don't have any evidence otherwise. It's just, you know, whatever. It's, it's more about staying healthy. So, I, you know, as, I guess my question for you, Chris, is what do you define as monster year? And if, if you could put numbers to it, I'm just curious right. what you think. It, and not to, not, to hold, not to keep you on right. the fire. I'm but. thinking 80-plus catches. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, that 1,200-yard 12, range. Um, that type of area, you know, that six, seven touchdowns, whatever. Bit. I, that would be I a just, that would be a monster. What year. he, what he possesses, the talent, skill he possesses, and what yeah. Dable likes, and what Dable did with Stefan Diggs up in Buffalo, and even Cole Beasley type guy. Yeah. Okay, out of that slot, which we all know, Kadarius. That's where he's lethal. That's where he's going to line up a lot in that slot. Yeah. Okay. I just think Dable is going to make him the focal point. With Daniel, um, and he's going to do other things. You know those jets. You know he's going to run. Yeah, you know I'm telling you, they're going to get the ball. Uh, we all know. I'm leaving the injury part. And you know, look, yeah, the right. commi- look, Jerry. What happened is, you know, what yeah. happened is that when he missed OTAs beginning this year, of course, a lot of people are like, well, does this kid want to play or not? Right. And listen, Jerry, and there, there was, you know, there was there's even a bouncing around the facility, around the building. Some people are like, well, what's this kid's story? Why isn't he yeah. in? You know, it's right. a new, right. it's a new coaching staff. So that's fair. I, I understand where that comes from. Me, personally, Jerry, I don't think there's a commitment issue with Kadarius. I think the kid is all ball. I think the kid loves to play. I just think he, you know, he has some other interests. He has some other thoughts on things. He's like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll be fine when I get there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. I'm fine, you know? Right. You know, and, and I get it. I get the, you know, there was reports about him being traded. Shane kind of shot that down pretty quick. Yeah. 
and all that. Uh, I just look at his skill set, Jerry, and what Dable likes to do, and what Kafka did, uh, what Kafka, I should say, witnessed, right, right. with enemy and Reed, what they did with guys up there. I, I Kadarius Tony to me, is a kid that is going to have a very big year, bro. Very big year. I'm telling you, I'm saying it now. I think Dable, I think Daniel are going to get this kid the effing ball, bro, and he's going to be the target guy on this team, bro. So um, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, I could be dead wrong come next November. We're like, Chris, what happened to that Tony Honor? That's the way I see it right now. And you know what, Jerry? Just one thought before you jump in. Yeah. And training camp is going to be so, so interesting because you're going to really see Kadarius should be back. You know, yeah. um, he should be getting reps, and then you're going to get a real feel of him. I'm telling you, Jerry, you're going to hear me telling you this in August. Hey, dude, Kadarius is all, you know, Kadarius is all over. They're getting him the ball, and he's all, and he's team drills. So, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that the comparison last year was, you know, he, there were times when he played where he looked un, almost uncoverable, right? And you've said that about another guy that you used to watch in practice and say when he's healthy, he's uncoverable, number 13. Oh, um, oh the, the, no question, okay? Right. Now, Ed and Robinson, right? And the and actually an imaginative offense. Sorry to crap on people who used to be here. But, you know, you have a, a, an offensive-minded coach in Dable with a uh, Andy Reid disciple in Kafka. You know, you look at Tony and Robinson, and then you even look at Galladay. And that's what we keep saying. Like, you know, it, it, maybe we're not going to have double-digit wins, but this offense should be more exciting Mm-hmm. And the word you used last year, and maybe you used it the year before. I think you used it the year before in in Buff in Chicago, when right. <laughs> when the, the Barkley got hurt game. When you're watching these pass patterns, you said there's something stale about this offense, and that was the word you used. And whether we have the talent across the board on offense to compete and right quarterback, blah blah blah, at least it's going to be more entertaining to watch this year. And that's what I'm excited for. And and the fact that you say that about Tony. I don't think it's that far-fetched. I think the numbers um, – I, I, would I be surprised if he got 1,200? A little, but I don't know. I, I mean, he's got the talent to do it. It's just a matter of staying healthy, man. So. Yeah, well, Jerry, just think about it this way. Look at, look at the amount of yards he had last year. Right. He was close to 400. In 400 limited, he had 400-something receiving. 400-something receiving yards in limited games and limited snaps. Right. Right? Right. So, and Jerry, I thought you hit it on the head. The last podcast when you said about the new offense, you said the – the fans are going to enjoy the scheme. Right. They're going to enjoy the scheme of what the hell they're doing out there. Right. And, and I couldn't have said it better. I mean, you know, the scheme is going to be different, you know. And Mr. Barkley <laughs> is going to be different. I think Mr. Barkley is going to have a big year. I, I will not stick to I will it. not call you out if he if he doesn't get the uh, ball, Chris. I just, Jerry, I, then, I'm going then, to stick then they to fooled, it. You know what, Chris? Then they fooled all of us if he doesn't get the ball. <laughs> I, I'm going to stick to it, Jerry. Barkley is going to have a big year receiving and running. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But dang, I just wanted to say because I, you know, watching, looking at Buffalo, looking at what they did when Diggs got there with Josh Allen, and and, and you know, Kadarius, he does so many things that Dable wants to do in an offense. And I'm just gonna, folks, I, for you Kadarius Tony fans, I know there's a ton of you out there. I know a lot of people are down on him. But I don't know about this kid. I get it, and I understand that. I understand that. But I also know there's a ton of loyal Kadarius Tony fans out there, Johnny fans, Jerry, that like, hey, wait a minute, give this kid, let him be healthy and then talk about him, right? Yeah. Well, folks, I'm going to say he's going to be healthy. I, yeah, I can't predict that. I'm going to say let's hope he's healthy. Yeah. And Because if he is and he's playing 17 games and he's playing 50-plus snaps a game and he's, a fo- and he's targeted, dude, Trevor, Tre- listen, that Dallas game last year was Trevin Diggs couldn't cover him, bro. Right, right. Couldn't cover him. Now, like you said, Jerry, I used to say that about another guy, number 13. Remember in his prime, I used to tell you, Jerry, there's nobody in this effing league that could right. cover Odell one-on-one. Nobody. Now, right. I'm not putting Tony in that category yet. But he flashed. Right. Because Diggs was one of the best corners in football last year. No question he was. And Kadarius lit him up. So, yeah. you know, so now... Made him, look, the, made him look silly at times. Made him look silly year. at times. Yeah. 
So this is Dable's responsibility to get him in certain positions on the field, to get the matchups and all that. And Brian has shown that he could do that. Did it up in Buffalo. Yeah. Okay? And I think he's going to do it here and look out for Mr. Eight, uh, for number uh, eight, 89, right? Man, I'm losing my, 89. losing my mind right now. Look out for number 89 this year. Um, I think he's going to really, really, really have a fine, really have a good year, Jerry. Chris, the irony of comparing him to Diggs, or, or, or not comparing him, but being that focal point, and then using his brother, the corner, to, you know, that was basically Tony's best game. I mean, a little, little ironic there, huh? Nice. <laughs> it is a little ironic, yeah. <laughs> hey, like, you know what, Jeremy? Yeah, I didn't even weird. mean to be ironic there, but now that you point it out, like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's his brother. You know, he burned so. his brother. Nice. Right. So, yeah, there were times uh, in, that, there, in that game, everybody started getting excited about Kadarius, oh. Tony, and then, and look, we, we also talked about in that game that, you know, Joe Judge, you know, uh, he got ejected, right? And Joe Judge seemed mad. Um, but I kind of like that he fought back. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's part of me that says dumb play, but I'd say 80% of me says good, man. Stick it to the Cowboys. <laughs> Fight back. At least we got one guy fighting back. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, we, we talked about it last year. It was like, okay, you can't do that. You don't want to lose a guy who's having a one of your best talents. He's having a great game. I, I get it, right? You, you can't have guys throwing punches. I get it. But like you said, on the flip side, it was like, right. it was well, you know what? I love that the kid's out there fighting. You know what I mean? Right. I love the kid cares. I love the kid sticking up for his teammates. I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to go after me? Watch the, you know what I mean? So it's that well, gray area. Like, it's that fine line. Big you know, fun. taking another game into account, what, what's better, Giant fans, that or watching the Eagles throw a pass to Lane Johnson in the end zone to go up, I don't know, 30 points. Yeah. That's wouldn't you, wouldn't you want a response to something like that? Right. Because sorry, if it was hockey, there'd be a response to that. Anyway, right. not right. to compare, but I, yeah. I'd rather have a guy who's passionate about winning right. where sometimes the, the emotions, not to the point where Odell's launching his body at, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. in the Carolina game where he yeah. embar- I thought he embarrassed himself, yeah. but uh, I'd rather have a guy fight back. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Hey, look, uh, I, that's the way I, I just been thinking about this the last few days. And, I, and I'm, like I said, Jerry, I was thinking about Buffalo's offense, what they were doing with Diggs. And I'm saying, well, you know, who, who do we have here? Who do you, who do I feel is going to be? And that's what I came up with. Um, and I just, I, I really feel that way. And I was going to stick to the Barkley thing and, um, and all that. So now as far as, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it, yo, yo, this guy's is they're going to, are they going to let Jones do his thing? Is he going to be a free spirit, free will? I don't know what that, you know, Jones is, look, I think he's not going to be out there forcing balls. That's not what Dable wants. No, I think, you know, because I kind of get the feeling because Dable mentioned about, <clears throat> and I talked about this in the spring, like in March or April, like, you know, Dable's going to be like Daniel wants, he wants Daniel to be aggressive. If you make right. mistakes in practice, you make mistakes in practice. Now, he doesn't want that cover, you know, uh, going over to a game where, you know, you're forcing balls in pockets and you're getting picked, interceptions and all that. But he does want Dave uh, Jones to be more aggressive. And I think you're going to see that, him taking shots down the field, Jerry, more shots down the field. Of course, that all depends on how the offensive line's holding up, too, you know. Um, well, he throws but, a good deep ball. You know, so you're gonna we see, would yeah, like to see, you're we would see, like to see some deep balls, right? Yeah, and you're going to see him trying to get the ball of the guys in space. That's that's what it's going to be all about. And look, um, Devin Singletary up on Buffalo is a nice back, nice running back, but he's not Saquon. Okay, right. he's not Saquon when Saquon's 100%. So the running backs won a big focal point in Dable's offense up in Buffalo. That's going to shift because why do you have – well, they have Saquon Barkley. Okay? Yeah. And Dable's not dumb. He's not going to be like, well, you know, my philosophy is, you know, uh, I'm not big – you know, we're going to get our running back 13 touches, 50, you know, you know, and we'll get him 40 catches a year, 30 catches. No, no, Barkley's a different animal. And you see it already where Dable's like, well, I got this – Secretariat here. I got this stud. I'm yeah. not gonna just let him sit in a barn and eat hay for 60 minutes. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, you know, right. I'm gonna ride this horse, brother. You know, this, yeah. this horse is gonna get the ball too, man. You know, um, so uh, that's what I'm seeing. Obviously, in training camp, you really start to see what the hell's going on because you know, off season is just basically installs, so show a little bit of this and that. But obviously, so are, are you buying into? Done. Are you buying into a bit <laughs> of the Saquon Revenge tour a little bit? Oh, I think he has a chip on his shoulder, Jerry. Look. Yeah. We talked about it before. You know, first time, probably the first time in his life he's had negativity. You yeah. Know, uh, you know, a lot of people feeling he's, you know, he's just not Saquon. He'll never be the rookie Saquon, and, and he's injury prone, and and all, and this and that. And 
and you can see it, man. You know, he's he's on he's going to be on a mission. <coughs> Excuse me, he's going to be on a mission, and we'll you know if he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a, a big year too. You know, it's about you know there's a couple of guys that we always say if he stays healthy, and that's the problem, yeah. right? Tony had an injury yeah. plague first year. Saquon's had an inj- you know Saquon's been injured the last few years, sure. um, so you know and, and all that. So that's the way I feel about it, Jerry. Um, Dable's no dummy. He's not going to have Barkley, you know, 12 touches a game. And Well, this is what I like, you know, this and that. You can see it already, dude. Um, so. Yeah, I said on the last podcast, you know, like you said, the running back wasn't a focal point in Buffalo, but it's nice to have a coach come in, realize what the team's strengths are, and build around that rather than saying, no, this is my system. You're, <laughs> right. We're going to play to my system. Square peg, round hole, doesn't matter. I'm going to go with it. So, Right, right. So um, the offensive line obviously is going to be big. Um you know, and Evan Neal, if Evan Neal works out and really holds the fort down here as a rookie, Jerry, that's going to be a, that's going to be huge, bro. You know, it's going to be huge. So yeah, because you would expect Glowinski going to come in and just be Glowinski, be a solid right guard, right? right? So if Neal holds up his end of the the bargain, and you know Glowinski again, health, stay healthy, uh, th- then you'd think that, you know what, the right side now is an option for Saquon, not just <laughs> the left side with Andrew Thomas. So. Yeah. It's amazing, man. It's amazing how we still say, you know, I know we drafted him high and we, we feel a lot better about it, the, the prospects of the right tackle position. Right. But just it's amazing that the right tackle position has been a complete mess since Kareem McKenzie left this organization. But, right. hey, and we, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just, just going to say we hope that ends now. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. the, uh, you know, so. uh, last year, <clears throat> Gettleman didn't go out and address it. This year, Joe Shane did. So we yeah. hope that ends now. Um, so, uh, it all started in camp, man. When they start putting them pads on, hitting a little bit, you know, and all that. And then obviously when they go up in New England <clears throat> at Thursday night game and they start, you know, facing some competition and, and see what these kids got, you know, because, uh, look, look, <clears throat> Jerry, I think there's a lot of excitement, you know? Yes, uh, there is. We, we've talked about it, you know, with the number one pick in, you know, in Thibodeau. And, and I think so many people are excited, Jerry, that Joe Shane went out and got this monster tackle. To address this line, didn't ignore it like some other guy last right. year, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and I think, you know, even some of these other draft picks, you know, I think f- people are like, whoa, you know, uh, you know, I'm excited about Robinson kid. Now, a lot of people didn't know even who he was when he was drafted. What do we take? And now you start, you know, now you see what his OTAs. And I think people are starting to get excited about him. Yeah, you know. And even some of these other kids, some of these linebackers and all that. I think people are excited about Joe Shane's first draft class, and they can't wait to see these kids on the field, Jerry. And yeah. I, I'm just telling you because, you know, I'm fortunate enough to see a kid like Robinson on the field. I've seen him now for a month in front of me, you yeah. know, and, and there's a lot to be excited about. The kid has got a shitload of talent, bro. And, yeah. you know, and I, and I looked at the McFadden's, you know, and I looked at some of these other kids, and, Kind of like you know Neil. I've talked about Neil. He's you know he's just a mountain of a kid. Uh, that that he's like a mountain that can run. You know, <laughs> it's like you know. So uh, there's a lot to be excited about. And training camp is look. I know it's over a month away, but it's right around the corner now. And people, go, I think, there's a real excitement about you know about what these young kids, Joe Shane's draft class, is going to bring to this team in 2022. Yeah, I think you're right on all those. I just you just always go back to uh, <clears throat> to the quarterback position, and we're, it's going to be interesting to see how he can step <laughs> forward with an improved yeah. line, an improved offensive scheme, and and God willing, healthy weapons. But I don't know if you noticed, Chris, there was a video out <clears throat> of, of uh, somebody asked Daniel Jones if you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? Did you see? No, his I response? didn't see that. I didn't see so that, that dude El Jefe, he's pretty good with the giant videos. Got to give him credit, man. He's he's a funny guy. Puts out those videos, um, I think once a week, but he put one out. I think it might have been on a TikTok or something. Right. And it was a video. They asked Daniel Jones, if you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? He goes, I don't know, a lab? <laughs> and I just thought, I thought this, this dude, El Jefe, was like, really, a lab? And, you know, you just figure like other quarterbacks might say, ah, German Shepherd, Doberman Pinscher, <laughs> you know, Rottweiler. He's like, I'm a lab. <laughs> yes, Daniel. All right, buddy. Well, that's Daniel's personality. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wonder what Eli would have said. Uh, uh, somebody should ask. Oh, just that, yeah. whatever. But you know, yeah. it's just it, uh, you just hope that you hope that um, you know 
the issues that plague him, the, the staring down. But again, man, like it's hard for us to judge Jones without a line that's actually been competitive. So we're going to give him all the chances in the world to succeed this year. Hope he does. But it, it's, it just seems like it's going to come down to is this guy the franchise quarterback, whether or not they move forward. I think the offense will be more exciting, but the, the question mark is, is obviously Jones. So, Jerry, just a quick story that you just yeah. mentioned, Eli, you know? Yeah. So I, I've been playing golf with this diehard Patriots fan. Lives down here by me, but he still has season tickets up in New England. Goes once in a while. But he's a diehard. He's from Boston. He's a diehard yeah. New England. So speaking of Eli, so the other day, first three guys go up, boom, they smoke one down the fairway, and they, and they stop. All right, Chris. So the guy goes, this guy, another Chris, by the way. He goes, all right, Chris, pressure's on you. Let's go. You got to get it down that fairway. I go, you mean like when Eli hit Mario Manningham down the left side? Yeah. He goes, you, you got to mention that. You got... <laughs> nice. So I said, was there any more pressure? So the other guy, another guy we'll play with goes, well, not for nothing. He's right. I mean, you know, Eli did come through in the pressure, you know, the situation. Yeah. And yeah. he goes, well, so the New England guy goes, well, he's no Tom Brady, but I do have to give him credit. He did. He did kill us with a time when it, when it mattered, you know, so yeah, and, and good shout out to Eli, man. Good, good, for you you mentioning the, good for you mentioning the right pass, too, because the Tyree one was just crazy. Not There was two parts of that, but the Manningham one, I will say, was the best throw I've ever seen oh, a quarterback uh, make. Jerry, because the Tyree one, he basically launched it up there, and Tyree came down with it. We know <laughs> right, that, right? right? Right. But the Manningham was a was like a, was like a laser. You know, right. it was like something from those unmanned drones that hit a target from like 40 miles away. You know what I mean? It was like right, right down the sideline. You know what I mean? So, uh, right. right. Uh, which... And, which which, folks, is the pass that Ernie Corsi saw him throw at Ole Miss where he said, oh, my God, that, right. that left, that down the sideline pass where the safety's coming over, and he nailed it. So, right. there you go. So, you, you, I just, you know, when you just said Eli, it made me think of that. I was like, yep, Eli, right in that situation, right? you know what I mean? Nice. Big time yeah. pressure, you know, and that's, that's what we're all hoping Daniel takes that next step yeah. this year, you know? Yep. yep. That's what we're hoping. Big time throws, right, Jerry, like Eli used to make. Yep. Big time throws. I mean... That's what everybody's hoping that in year four, Daniel could take that next step where he would make a lot of those Eli-like big-time throws. Yep. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back. All right, dude. Um, is there anything else that was on your mind before we get to questions? Um, I know we, you know, we can just... I, I think it's a. I think it's very interesting to bring up Tony, and the fact that you think he's going to have the, the the year that he's going to have. You're getting me excited talking about the two of them, with Kafka and Dable behind him. Um, Barkley, you know this this should be like we said a fun offense, but uh, you know it's, we're we're going to see it. We're going to we're going to hold your feet to the fire, Chris, in yep. training camp, and say, hey, how are they doing, Chris? Are they? <laughs> and and this is when this is when you know a lot of reasons I still wish my father was alive, but if he was alive. He'd be listening to this podcast, and I know he would be calling me or texting me the last few years saying, you know, Chris keeps talking about these wheel routes. Where the hell are they? Yeah, yeah. He'd be getting mad at me. Where the hell are they? Oh, Chris, why are you keep talking about <laughs> What is he making this up? So, uh, but yeah, you got, you're kind of getting us all excited. <laughs> what is he Chris? making this up? <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, uh, I, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, going into camp. You know, I, I think there is. Now, we've been disappointed before. I, I get it. But I think there's a lot to be excited about. And um, hopefully Brian Dable, you know, uh, keeps that excitement for everybody, bro. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so going yeah. into week one against Tennessee and, you know, in the training camp, the offense, but, but it all, what does it go on? What does it all depend, right, Jerry? It all depends. It's all on Daniel's shoulders, man. You know, Daniel's yeah. shoulders. Daniel has to take that next step up uh, to the next level, man. You know, and. Dable's going to, you know, suit this offense. He's going to build this offense, you know, around what he could do and all that. So, by the way, he, um, when you see him, um, ask him where the hell he was in uh, the Ranger game, game five, please, because uh, he wasn't on the big screen. I don't know if they couldn't find him if he was there or not. Oh, but, yeah. I didn't even think um, about that. Was he not? Yeah, no, he six? was not. He was not shown on the big screen or anything. And I don't well, know if he I could say, game. you know what, Jerry? I hate to say it. He probably wasn't there. I, I could say this, Jerry. Well, the last you. day at mandatory camp, I got Dable on the side, and I said, um, "You know what? You know what's your plans? You, you, have you settled down here? Is your wife down? You know you." And he goes, "Well, we're going on vacation." He goes, "And then we're gonna we're gonna come back and 
we'll be here and we got to settle down in a house. So all I could think of, Jerry, is that maybe he took off right after minicamp and he went somewhere with his family, which screwed you and the Ranger fans. <laughs> totally did. <laughs> you know? Totally did. I blame him. Tell him, you know, we blame him. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. they're no, undefeated with him. And, yeah, yeah. So. he can't be doing that, man. He can't no, be doing no. that. No, no, Brian. <laughs> Tell your wife and your kids, hang on, guys. We have a Ranger yeah. game to go to tonight. They, they probably booked it, you know, and said, oh, God, now we're playing, you know, game six here, you know. So, you know what? Come to think of it, no, I don't remember even reading about it or seeing Dable on the board. So, uh, Dable really screwed the Rangers, man. It's That's not good. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> nice. And, of course, a UPS truck, folks, pulls up in front of my house while we're doing the podcast so my dog could go crazy. What that's else is that. new? I'm sure everybody's used to this by now. We expect it. We want it. So, all right. First up, Kyle Johnson. Do you guys have confidence in the secondary to get it done? But more importantly, is Adoree a true number one corner? Pray for the Celtics tonight. Good stuff, Kyle. Well, Kyle, you know, Adoree, he played better than Bradbury last year. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. And by uh, the way, tr- I hear Bradbury's getting burned in Philly, by the way, in practice. But go ahead. Sorry. Oh. Uh, Ador- yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But is Adore a true number one corner in this league? Nah, not really. But he's out number one corner, Kyle. He's out number one corner. And he didn't play he didn't play bad last year. He played pretty well. And I like the way he looks in this offseason so far. So and what was the other part of that question? Um sorry. Pray for the Celtics. Do you oh, think the, the, the second the confidence in the secondary overall? But we, we kind of yeah. talked about that. Yeah, we talked about so. it, man. Right now it's a question mark. I thought the Adore Jackson question was a good one. Yeah. Um Elizabeth Contreras, based on Chris's answer about Kadarius Tony, I think you have yours. She said, "What what wide receiver would you draft in fantasy this year for the Giants?" Uh, Matthew Boniface, can you quickly reflect on the early Gettleman days compared to the early Shane? Do we have to to the early <laughs> Shane regime? Feels like such stark approaches to the draft and free agency. Do you feel the same? Feels like Davis wasn't the the adult he thought he was, or Dave wasn't the adult he thought he was. I think there was excitement for both because Reese had gotten stale, right? In fairness to Gettleman, when he first came on, you know, he right away he cut Bobby Hart, uh, which everybody was excited. That was an easy one, but he cut him. Um, he traded JPP, which people raised an eyebrow to, but when you heard that JPP laughed behind Eli when Eli was crying, you don't know what JPP was laughing about. But he was, you know, the, the Eli getting pulled game that he was one of the guys in the background. I think the enthusiasm was there early. Um, so, look, it's easy to always say we knew it was a disaster from the start. But we didn't. We thought, well, maybe this is the guy. He learned under a Corsi. So I think there was excitement at first. As By now, though, especially with the Saquon pick, he had divided the fan base in half pretty much, too. Well, that was Jer- a stupid pick. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Jerry, look, in all fairness to Gettleman, and we wouldn't have, you know, when Barkley's rookie year, nobody was really saying, no. Well, right. how'd, you, how'd you take this guy second overall? You can't take a running back. And people were ecstatic. Some people you know? were still mad. Doesn't mean yeah. we agree. Right. Look, right. look, I, I wouldn't have done it. You know, you wouldn't have done it. I think we both would have went with Quentin that year, right? If I remember right, Quentin Nelson. Um, if we were but, sticking with Eli, yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean, Jerry? Yep. Um, yeah. uh, but, you know, when, when Saquon was going off that year, you know, a lot of people didn't have a problem with him taking a second wall. But but the point is that they were still five and eleven. You know what I mean? That year. Uh and you just to build a team a roster really, you know, running back at two is that was Gettleman. I think Gettleman yeah. probably the only guy in the whole league that would do that, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, the excitement was there at Gettleman's first, but then he proved that, you know, he just couldn't get the job done. That's it. Right. Now Joe Shane's on the hot seat and we'll see if he could prove. That he could get the job done. The Godfather of Brooklyn. Hey guys, hope all is well. If you could have gotten two tickets to any of the Giants Super Bowl wins with your dad, which one would you be choosing? Mine is 07. Also, Chris, what is a traditional Italian dish one should try that's not mainstream spaghetti, lasagna, or parm dish? So, first, Chris, <laughs> if you could go to any Giants Super Bowl, which one would it have been? 86. Same, I agree. 86. And second, what is a traditional Italian dish that's not mainstream that he should try? That's not mainstream? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 
Got to think about that one there, Godfather. I know, putting you on the spot, buddy. Italian dish that's it's not, not mainstream. mainstream that he should try. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna have to think about that one, man. I'm gonna tweet. I'll tweet. I'll direct message you back in that one, bud. I can't yeah, really buddy. think of one right now. All yeah. I'm thinking about is mainstream stuff. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> Chicken form. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking is mainstream, you know? Nice. I'm trying to think uh, of something I've had over the years that wasn't mainstream. Yeah, I tell you, you know what it is? It's stuff that you order at a restaurant because you're like, I'm not going to eat this at home, so I'm going to have it out. That's what I usually do. Like, I don't get spaghetti and meatballs when you, when you go to the restaurant because it's like, no, nah, I can get that at home. Yeah, so. you can do it at home. Yeah. yeah. Right. Usually for me, it's like a Fra Diablo type of pasta, right. like a... Like a shrimp fra diablo. That's my go-to usually a lot when I go out, Godfather. So there you go, buddy. Uh, but Chris will give you probably a better one when he DMs you. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that one. Um, let's see. Confused, flabbergasted, upset. Do you think Jihad Ward can realistically mentor our young pass rush? I'm not sure. You know, he's going to show, you know, he's, he's been in the league a while, and he's going to show him all the tricks, you know? Yeah. No question, you can help them. He's gonna, you know, they help them. They, see, with these young kids, they'll when they're in the film room, they're gonna look at things of what these tackles are doing, the tricks yeah. that they do, what to look for. You know, I yeah. mean, Jahad Ward is not gonna make a guy a ten sack guy, but he points out everything he's experienced in, with his years in the league. You know, and especially, yeah. you know, he's been under Martindale, Wink Martindale. He's been in Wink Martindale system, <clears throat> and he's gonna help, you know, help them all, you know, guide them. What he wants, his playbook, and he already talked about it with Tibo. You know, he already yeah. said he goes, you know, I'm going to be on his, you know what, and I'm going to make sure he's caught up, and I want him playing fast. You know, when he comes out of the gate in September. So, from Corey, who are you guys most excited for this uh, this upcoming year? Revenge year for Shepard Barkley. Thanks, you guys rock. Thanks, Corey. Uh, I'm excited to see, uh, based on again what Chris has said. Xavier McKinney in this defense with Martindale. I, I cannot wait to see it. So that's what I'm most excited about. I'm, we're all, I, look, I think Giant fans, deep to their core, are defensive guys. Um, I'm excited to see this defense overall, but in particular, Xavier McKinney. Yeah, you should be because he's lining up all over the damn place too, Jerry. Right. You're not just going to see him playing at center field. Yep. <laughs> like he did like, you know, Which he's bored with. A lot. Clearly he's, bored with, like yeah, he told you. He's going to be all over. Um, yeah. And look. Call me a buffoon. I'm excited about my boy Julian lining up all over the damn place. Oh, it's fine. Love. We like Julian Love. You know? Yeah. Um, um, and on the offense, I think I Chris, just it's not like you're Chris, it's not like you're sticking up for a Golden Domer who clearly stinks. <laughs> like, right. Julian Love's a pretty good player, right? So, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, anyway. You know? And yeah. Obviously, the Giants do, and obviously, Joe Shane Dable, though. Here he is. You know, year four, he's going to be starting at safety. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, but, um, I, I, and I think I talked about it. In the first half of this yeah. podcast, I'm pretty excited about Mr. Kadarius Tony, too. Yep. Uh, from Alex, if you could, for just one season, Chris, give up covering the Giants and cover the Red Sox mm. or another sports team for just one season, would you do it? Hashtag go Sox. Hashtag go Big Blue. Oh, what a smart guy. Who's this guy? Go Sox? Alex at A underscore Amart 21. All right, well, what? I don't think we ever interacted before, but uh, sounds like a very smart guy. I can but he's in that, love right? with you, Alex. <laughs> Is he? Oh, thank no, you, I'm Alex. saying you're in love with him. I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a very smart dude. I get so right <laughs> off the bat with the ghost socks. And the question was, what team could I? Would I cover? Well, would you give up? Would you give up covering the Giants for one just for one season in order to cover the Red Sox? Oh, in order to cover the Red Sox. Oh, you know what? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Really? Probably not. Yeah. I'm shocked. Sucks. Uh, too many games, bro. <laughs> that's true. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's it's fair. too many games, you know? Right, right. Ah, good one. All right. Uh, New York sports fan, 199. Jerry, non-related Giants question. Here it is. Rangers are playing in game seven mm. of the Stanley Cup final. There are three channels to watch it on. The announcers are Romer and, Romo and Nance, <laughs> Aikman and Buck, or Michaels and Collinsworth. Which channel are you picking? Uh, it's not even close. Michaels and Collinsworth, because... You know, Michaels did the Miracle on Ice, so he's great at that. Collinsworth won't annoy me too much. And nothing can annoy me more than the idiots on channels, uh, ABC or ESPN, guys. I mean, going from the man, Doc Emmerich, to what we have now in hockey, (laughs) it is crap. So I'll be honest with you, dude. 
listening to Ray Ferraro and those guys, I might even give Tony Romo a chance now. But out of all of those, Tony I'm going with Michael. Tony Collins. Romo doing hockey. Yeah, <laughs> he would get me. He, he would almost want, he would almost give me an aneurysm because he'd get too excited. I'd be like, oh, my, like Emmerich used to like, oh, shot, oh, and he'd scream. And I thought he was great at it. But uh, I would go with Michaels and, and Collinsworth. You think Romo would be like in hockey? Okay, look for the guy in the slot here. Go look for the yeah, guy in the yeah, slot. He'd be annoying, up. <laughs> but I'd almost it would I would almost laugh the whole time and be like, "This is insane." So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Buck and Aikman would be the worst. They'd be my last choice because Aikman the whole time would be like, "I don't know what he was thinking shooting there. You got to pass that puck." Like he would just criticize the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And then Aikman would be like, "Well, the Dallas Stars wouldn't have done that. They would have scored that." <laughs> right, right. They'd be such downers those two. So good question. Nice job. Uh, let's see. Um, sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, all about NYG. In three years, who's going to be the Giants quarterback, running back, and wide receiver? I can't name that. The quarterback's probably in college. Um, I hope he's not. I hope it's Jones, but I just you know, got gun to my head, I would say that. Um Joey Z, Chris, over the years we've learned that you grew up with Biggie or know him. Not grew up, no. Yeah, I had interaction. Yeah. Friends with RZA from Wu-Tang and other famous rappers. What other famous rappers does Chris know? Is he tight with (laughs) Jay-Z? So he said basically Chris is a celebrity at this point. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) So anyone else famous that you know that you might want to, like any rappers? Uh, Well, you know, for you rappers, uh, Big Cliff. Method Man. Uh, oh, nice. I remember him when he was a little kid. Um, it's the uh, who I know. I mean, who I've, I mean, yeah. I've hung out. With, I have actually hung out with a VIP with Steve Harris of, for you Iron Maiden fans. The nice, best bass player of um, all time, probably. He might be the greatest bass player of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was actually with Steve Harris one night. Almost um, as good as Nikki Six from Motley Crue, Chris. I'll stop, Nikki. I'm joking. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. You're joking? I'm, I'm laughing because so one of those magazines gave him best bases one year. Oh, and my, Iron, my Iron Maiden buddies went nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, Nikki Six is not in the same planet as no, Steve Harris. I know. Uh, that's that Molly Crew attraction, please. Oh, God. I saw Molly Crew in concert once, Jerry. I, I mean, it might have been the worst show I've ever seen. Really? Literally the worst. I'm like, my friend, I never forget. My friend got me the tickets. He goes, let's go see the crew. And I'm like, dude. Come on, you know they suck in per. And he's like, no. I was like, all right. Well, you know what, Jerry? It was a free ticket. I forgot what the hell it was. So well, long Chris, ago. Actually, this leads into the next question from Ted Stroman. First ever concert, band and venue, go. My first ever concert was. I was fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends were older. Got got me a t- uh, ticket. It was Ozzy Osbourne. Um, his first solo album after Sabbath, 19, I think it was 81 or 80. Wow, so you saw Randy Rhodes live. So I saw Randy Rhodes. I think I told you this before, Jay. I saw Randy Rhodes. No, I know, I'm just leading when, it. For the oh, I didn't tell you this? I thought I told you this. <laughs> no, I'm, you did. I'm leading it in for the audience. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, it's like... Yeah, I saw, so I was, I saw, let's see, 1980, I was like 15. Um, and I saw Ozzy. With Randy Rhodes. I think I believe that was my first yeah, I was young, so I had to be like my first one. Yeah. Uh with Randy Rhodes that really nobody they just heard the solo album and like, wow, this guy is unbelievable. And then when you saw him in concert, it was like, Holy crap. Yeah. You know? And yeah. unfortunately we all know what happened to Randy Rhodes. Yeah. He died way too young. Um, but that was probably my first one. And I don't think I don't think I was that same year something further. And then I saw like a million after that, but that was my first, Ozzy was my first one. I'm pretty sure Ozzy was my first one. Yeah, for me, it was uh, Metallica at the Man Music Center in Philly. Really? Yep. By themselves? Who opened up for them? Uh, <laughs> Danzig and Suicidal Danzig. Tendencies opened up for them. Well, Danzig had a little Danzig run. was yeah. all right. He had a Suicidal run. Tendencies was terrible. Yeah. Oh, so getting back to the crew story. So I'm like, yeah, you know, so I'm at, you know, Nikki Six is like, oh, please stop. You know, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was like, oh my God. I mean, Vince Niels, I don't know what, they, might, they were probably out flying the night before, or whatever the hell they were doing, but it was like right, the right, worst right. show. Now, I'm not saying they were all bad. I'm sure Cruz had a, a lot of great live shows. All I'm saying is that when I saw them, I mean, I it was like listening to guys banging garbage cans. I don't know what the hell it was. I'm, I'm, I'm used to, I'm coming off bands like Pink Floyd, Van Halen, 
watching bands Iron Maiden I saw numerous times watching bands like that and then I saw Molly Crew and I was like dude what am I doing here I said to my friend <laughs> what am I doing here I'm telling you oh, crew oh. all right dude yeah they got five good songs now come on that's awesome <laughs> oh, that's great again in the vein of music Adriana Iafola if you were in charge of training camp music what five artists would be on the playlist besides Zeppelin of mm. course Hmm. hashtag buffoon crew uh, this is like a music podcast we're going it's to fine it. with me i like talking about this stuff it's well, funny you, well look we got it you got to pump it up so i'm gonna go my i'm gonna go with my boy biggie a lot you know okay. you gotta pump it up brother you gotta pump it up no would, you can't would, like you can't have a pink floyd band in the training no case, you know what i mean even zeppelin you can't play Ze- i don't know if you could play zeppelin at minute well, uh, i've heard zeppelin though they've played zeppelin have they really yo yeah okay. they played rock and roll they played uh right. immigrant song I've heard. Oh, okay. No, yeah, Zeppelin yeah. has songs that you could. I don't know why you're ripping Zeppelin now. I'm this, not ripping Zeppelin. This is I just, what I mean when I say you're a buffoon. When it comes dazed to and confused. Like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? You know. So, um, yeah, yeah. So you got to play. You got to get big. Yeah, DMX is very popular. He gets. He gets the. He gets the, the camp going when you hear DMX. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, old I, you DMX. Know, you know, metal, so. I would, you know, obviously, Metallica. Metallica is a popular one. Metallica is a popular one too. Van Halen, although Van Halen's yes. a lot of. A lot of tailgate music for Van Halen. It yeah, seems like the quintessential tailgate, yeah. tailgate songs. Yeah. Um, I would. I like. I love Public Enemy. They're probably my favorite rap group uh, of all time. I would go with them. Okay. Uh, uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube is is a pretty good one too. Nice. For train camp. That's a good one for nice. training camp. Cube's all right. Cube is good Dre. for training camp. So and guys, no, we're, no folks. Adrian, never we're going all Cube. over the place with this one. Sorry, guys. First guy. <laughs> and no folks. I don't know Cube. He's a West Coast kid. I don't know him. A lot of his stuff, I don't know if it would be just, it would it would be like watching Goodfellas on AMC. Like, it's just beep, beep, beep. Like, it's just so much <laughs> beyond cursing. So, I don't know. Um, let's see. We'll do a couple more. Is Bellinger the heir apparent for the starting tight end job? Well, right now, Joseph Michael, plan. he is. That's right the plan. Right now, he is. Until we draft uh, my, you know, Mike, Mike Moore out of Notre Dame next year. Oh, yeah. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Sound like my father. These tight ends, these Notre Dame tight ends. We got to we got to get one. We got one in Bavaro. What have we done? <laughs> then I remind him of Derek Brown, and he would ignore it. Well, that was a stupid pick. Okay. Uh, well, see. it was Jerry's right. It was he was one hundred percent right. Well, from ACL tears, will the Giants hire a new director of college scouting at all, or will another person yeah. on the staff assume the duties of the position? From what I understand, they've been interviewing people, so I'm sure you're oh, going to okay. be seeing that. All right, one more. Big Blue at Lewis underscore Big Blue. Happy summer, you too, Lewis. Thanks for all you guys do. What are your top five Giant games since the Giants have moved to the Meadowlands? So, top five. I mean, like, I think the Super Bowls are, like, too easy, right? So, just cut those out. For me, two of those have to be in the 86 season, right? The the Niner game and the Redskin game. I'm sorry, the Washington game. Well, they were the Redskins then. Just for the fact that I was so happy, even as a, an 11, 12-year-old kid, I sensed how happy my father was and how those yeah. older Giant fans, you could see it on TV. Yeah. So they have to be there. No doubt. And then, you know what? Like, you know, that, that Viking Championship game, man, that place was yeah. rocking, man. Was that, that has to be up there too, man. I was there for that. That was incredible. That was incredible, you know? But obviously, I like the blowouts better. Um, you know, the, even the, the Eagle game that year, that was one of the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say that the two and eighty six. I think Chris, you nailed it with the Viking game. Um, yeah. You know, after that, I think. think. So, oh, cl- you know what? Clinching against the Cowboys in two thousand eleven. That was yeah. great, Jerry. You know what was one of the ones for me too? When they when they beat the Packers in eighty six at the end of the year. Okay, eighty six was that ninety when they clinched? No, no it was eighty six. It, it was they clinched yeah, home. They field went fourteen and two. That was I the Tom was Flynn game. Late. Yes. I think that was their 13th win or four, whatever it was. 14th, 14th. It was their 14th win, and they were yeah. going number one seed in the playoffs and all yeah, that 55, stuff. Yeah, 55-27, I think that score was. Yeah, it was a lot. I remember they scored a lot on us, which was surprising. Yeah, it was like fact, 20. Wait, I think at the half, it was 24-21. Right. Like it was cold. I remember that. It was like kind of a shootout. And I they, was were like, up, they were up like 24 nothing, and then they came back. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I remember I was sweating out after a while. Like, why are we sweating out in this game? I remember, you know? Yeah. Matter of fact, where do I see Banks? I'm going to ask, what the hell are you guys doing that game? 
Yeah, what you know, happened so, there, Carl? Yeah, uh, Carl. I mean, not for nothing, they scored twenty something points on you. You know, and that defense was awesome at that point. You know, at that that year. So yeah, yeah. I remember that being kind of a wild game, a sunny day for some reason in December yeah. was kind of a nice day if I remember right. Yep. But I always loved that game. It was like the number one seed, Jerry, and all that yeah. stuff. And Sims was yeah. you know lighting it up, and yeah. the offense was rolling, and the whole deal, you know. And uh, defense kind of gave us some points, but uh, that was an exciting game too, man. Yeah, Bavaro um, got a thousand in that game. Tom Flynn, who was cut games, by bro. the Packers, came over and got a touchdown. That forty nine um, a Monday night game when they came back, Jerry. You know, um, when they were losing oh, and they came back and won. Yeah, that eighty six year. We could do a whole show on best games. <laughs> yeah, that that's got to be up there too, man. So there's a lot. Of and games. that's and Big Blue VCR had been playing that over the last few days. That game, yeah. he's been playing it like all aspects. I didn't realize how but close Jerry, that was at the end. That game. But Je- yes, I know. But yeah. Jerry, take away the Super Bowls, like you said. I mean, that nineteen ninety championship game too. Um, yeah, that was a great game. When the you know, Niners were going for the three peat, you know, Eric Howard gets his helmet in there, knocks that ball loose at the end. LT recovers. Yeah. You know, and obviously that other Giants with Eli, that forty nine championship game with Eli, the game you know, too. Um, which which was you know which was. And that, and those conditions on that field and the fog and Eli taking a beating, and, and that was unbelievable too, bro. So listen, there's more than five. You know, it's tough. So it really Blue, is tough to get five. Yeah, at Lewis underscore Big Blue. The answer is we can't do this. It's there's too many. It, it's just too many. You know. Yeah. But even the eighty, pick, even the 2011 game where the pack was people forget the pack was 15 and one. We went in and smoked them with with yeah. Knicks and you know Manning yeah. was awesome. You know, the first game was great, too. The freezing cold game where, where Coughlin's face almost fell off. But, oh, my God, that's that <laughs> oh, oh, Okay, Right, Jerry, there's another example. That's that's another one that's got to be up there. The, the, the minus 10 degree, minus 20 degree game in Green Bay, you know? This is an unanswerable With question. Eli and Plax, you know, going in and winning that game in overtime to go to that. So that's, that has to be up in the top five for me, just because of the conditions alone, Jerry. What did the, you know, uh, so. the Packer announcer say? Al, Al Harris must be cold because he's getting undressed. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It was just amazing. They kept Al Harris in man on plaques that game, you know? And I remember so. leading up to that game, Deion mm-hmm. Sanders on the NFL Network, oh, plaques will not do it next week against Al Harris. Yeah. And I thought, this is the same Al Harris that played for Philly, right? Like, all right, he's good, but, you know, he's not Deion. Yeah, relax, yeah, relax with that talk. Yeah. Love that. Yep. So, nice well, question, Plax, Luis. Plaques proved that wrong. Yeah. He showed that. That was a ridiculous statement. Good stuff, dude. Um, all right, guys. I'm sorry, Chris. Anything else? No, no. You know, we'll we'll try to line up somebody. We're gonna try to line up somebody. A few people we have in mind. Ex Giants. Yeah. You know, somebody maybe talk about. Um, you know, the Giants of next year and all that stuff. Uh, we'll try to line up some people coming up to training cool. camp starts, and we'll see where we'll get up. You know. Awesome. All right, guys. To order a subscription to the Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-C-T-E-R. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are Giant Days, baby. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.